Welcome to the Gap Church Podcast, where we're filling the gap through freedom and the truth. Please enjoy this week's message. God is good, and all the time. Man, who was excited to be here this afternoon? There we go. Y'all excited? Y'all excited? Can we give a hand clap for the worship team? Oh, man. You see, sometimes it's not about the, the, it's the simple songs that mean so much. That Jesus, it's always about you. It's always been about you. You're at the center. I know that's going to be the prayer for a lot of us going into this week. We've heard the song a thousands, thousands and thousands of times, but the reality is that it's just a re-understanding and a reaffirmation that God is the center. He's always been the center. Even when we don't make him the center, he's still the center, regardless. Can we say amen to that? Amen. Cool. So, um, hi again. Uh, if you were here last week, um, hi and hi again. <laughs> My name is uh, Dara David Ropo Tucson, and I'm a part of the Word team here at the Gap Church. And if this is your first time visiting the Gap Church, whether in person or online, uh, welcome to the Gap Church, where we are filling the gap through freedom and the freedom and the truth. Um, and I'm super excited um, just because um, this is the first time I've actually preached twice in a row. But also, I'm just excited because God uh, gave me. Not really gave me this message like two weeks ago, but he kind of hinted towards it. Um, and, and now I finally get to um, release this word that I believe is specifically for all of us. Uh, last week we talked about the power of, ah, Jesus. Ah, ah. Let me just start walking off then. <laughs> the power of God's presence. The power of God's presence. We uh, learned about the importance of God's presence. We learned about what happens when we obtain God's presence. We also learned that with God's presence comes the, uh, the distinguishing aspect that we cannot separate ourselves from. Can we say amen to that? Amen. Cool. So I'm super, I said I'm super excited. But let me just let you guys know this right now. It's not going to be pretty. It may not be the prettiest. It's not going to be the cutest, what I'm about to say. But it's not me saying it, guys. Bless you. Bless you. Bless you. It's not. <laughs> Can we just say bless you? Bless you. <laughs> um, this is not me speaking. It's, 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 it's always, God, I'm never going to come up here to preach a message that I feel like I need to say. Never. And I want you all to know that. So um, bless you. Uh, so I want us to open our Bibles to 1 John, 1 John, 1 John 2, uh, verse 20, I believe so, yeah, 1 John 2, verse 20, and um, I know that uh, they have the New King James Version up there, but I actually want to um, read from a different translation just because of understanding aspects. Is that okay? Yeah. All right, cool. So if you have your, if you have your, uh, your digital Bibles, and you have translations, um, I would just say that um, God's word is, or actually Good News Translation is what I'm going to be reading from, Good News Translation. So, 1 John 2, 20 to 21, and I'm also going to read from 24 to 28. So it says this, but you have had the Holy Spirit poured out on you by Christ, and so all of you know the truth, 21. I write you then, not because you do not know the truth. Instead, it is because you do know it. And you also know that no lie ever comes from the truth. We're going to fast forward to verse 24. Be sure then to keep in your hearts the message you heard from the beginning. If you keep that message, then you will always live in union with the Son and the Father. Verse 25. And this is what Christ himself promised to give us, eternal life. 
26. I am writing this to you about who, who, those who are trying to deceive you, 27, but as for you, Christ has poured out his spirit on you. As long as his spirit remains in you, you do not need anyone to teach you, for his spirit teaches you about everything, and what he teaches is true, not false. Obey the spirit's teaching then and remain in union with Christ. Verse 28, guess my children remain in union with him so that when he appears, we may be full of courage and need not hide in shame from him on the day he comes. Bless the reading of the word. So what the scripture, oh, I said so, everybody's like, so what the scripture is saying is very specific. Uh, the author, which has not necessarily been mentioned um, through archives, but the author of the scripture is saying that, hey, believers, because at this time, what was happening is that there was an emergence of, of, of people that were spreading false news. People had left the faith. People were saying that, you know what, this gospel is not real. And they were just spreading all false lies. And so what happens here is that the author is telling the believers that everything you need is already inside of you. You have salvation. You have the Holy Spirit. <laughs> That's all you need. And here's the thing. In another translation, it says you have to cling to your unwavering faith because here's the thing. When Christ comes, you don't want to doubt that you're in good relationship with him. Do this because you will now have confidence when Christ comes that, hey, I'm coming with Christ into heaven. So he's saying that everything you need is already within you. And if you're taking notes today, the title of my message is Built to Last. <laughs> Built to Last. See, the author is saying that everything, and I want to tell you all today, if you've given your life to Christ you have salvation, you have a relationship with Christ, you also have the Holy Spirit. The thing is that you're also equipped with the gift of well, as well, whether you know it or not, but everything you need in this race is already within you. So whether you are a single person right now, the, the wife you're going to be, it's already in you. The mother you're going to be is already within you. The grandmother you're going to be is already within you. The businesswoman you're going to be is already within you. Everything you need to last in this race is already inside of you. You are built to last. So as I was preparing this message, for those, some know this, uh, I own a creative company uh, by the name of Stry Creative. <laughs> you know, plug, plug, plugging that in. <laughs> and um, at Strike Creative, we do videos, photography, a whole bunch of stuff. And um, the, the natural way most creatives, you know, edit their stuff is on a MacBook. I don't, you know, MacBooks are great. I, I, have, I have MacBook as well. But for the work I need, uh, I use a PC. Um, a PC is literally every single computer, like a Dell, Lenovo, an HP, all, it's just a PC. If you have Windows 11 on your computer, you have a PC. If you have Windows Vista, Windows 10, I mean, you need to upgrade if you have those, but <laughs> if you have Windows 11, you have a PC. And, and for the work I do, it, it requires a lot of uh, capacity to the point that I cannot necessarily find the computer I want on the market. So what I had to do is I had to build my PC. And what I did is that I made sure I built my PC to the, to the specs and the capacity of what the work I'm trying to do on it, right? And so Here's the thing, uh, I built a PC that can, that can contain 4K, 8K footage because I know that's what I need. But here's also the other thing is that in the tech world, you'll, you'll hear this word sometimes, and a lot of times I buy equipment like this. I buy equipment for the aspect of future-proofing myself. Future-proofing means that in the next three, four, five years that the same equipment I have is still going to be relevant. <laughs> it's still going to be relevant. So I don't have to worry about what 
what it's going to do in three or four years. Because here's the thing. Everyone is still watching TV on 1920 by 1080p, you know, TVs, whether they say 4K or not. Okay. <laughs> and so if I have a computer or equipment that is capable of 8K or 12K, the reality is that in those, whenever that time is that people are finally getting to 8K, I'm going to be like, I'm cool. I already got what I need. I ain't got to spend no money. So what I've done is I've built my computer to last. I've built my computer to last. And I know there's some people in this room that are, that are you know, you're hearing this and you're like, oh, this is good. This is going to be good. Ooh, you know, your spiritual senses are tingling, you know. <laughs> and, and, and I want to start because I'm going I'm to start from the basics. You know, how as believers do we build ourselves up? How do we build ourselves up? Let's just start there because we're hearing, you know, we have to build ourselves to last. But how do we build ourselves up? Number one. Let's write this down. Engaging the Holy Spirit within you. We hear this all the time, you know, uh, edify your spirit. But this is one of the practical ways, and it's mentioned multiple times in Scripture, of building ourselves up. It is by engaging the Holy Spirit. I want to read this Scripture. You don't have to open it. Just, just put it down. Reference it when you go home. Jude 1.20, it says, But you, beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. So here's the thing. When we encourage people to speak in tongues and to pray in the Holy Spirit, whether they're at home or whatever, what they're doing is that they're, like we learned about last week, we have a fire within us. They're fanning the flame. And so they're making it hotter. And what, what we need to realize is that when, we're, when, we're, when we engage the Holy Spirit, we are building ourselves up. We're building ourselves up. I love what this scripture also says. Uh, Romans 8, 26, it says, Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses, for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. You see, something I want to I highlight here specifically, and this is to break any type of contradictions or things you may have heard. You see, the scripture doesn't say that the Holy Spirit helps with our weaknesses. It says he helps in our weaknesses. He helps in our weaknesses. There's a difference from with and in. I want a, uh, I want a side of fries with barbecue. Sorry, I want fries with a side of barbecue sauce. I want fries with barbecue sauce on it. So you see, the Holy Spirit is, with, is, is working within our weaknesses. That's why when we are going to certain places that we know we may have temptations, that's when we start to hear the voice. You see, the Holy Spirit doesn't just walk us to the door and let us go in. He's saying that, bruh, it's 9 o'clock right now. And I already know that 10.30, something wild is about to happen. You should probably step, start to get going. Come on. He, he helps in our weaknesses. And, and the Holy Spirit started to reveal to me that the reason why engaging the Holy Spirit is important is because when we engage the Holy Spirit, you see, we may not know what to pray for. We may not know what to even ask for. But here's the thing. We are, we are, we are exciting our spiritual senses. I want to challenge you guys, even this week, whether you're walking from one class to another class or you're driving from work, just, just speak in tongues to that drive. It will change your spiritual life. Because here's the thing. When you are engaging the Holy Spirit, you have to realize that when you're walking into rooms now, something is different. Just like a woman who is pregnant with a baby, you see she can smell things that usually she wouldn't be able to smell. She can, she can taste things that, she can taste all sorts of things, nutmeg that would not even really actually come up if you were just eating it. But the thing is that because of what's inside of her, it's now triggered the senses. 
So here's the thing. When we engage the Holy Spirit, we have to realize that we are triggering the spiritual senses. So when we walk into certain rooms, no more friends that we usually just hang out with, something is a bit off now. Something is a bit off. You see, when we, when we go into certain parties or whatever, you see there's a reason why when you leave, everything starts to happen that's crazy. Because when you are walking in the Holy Spirit, you see there's, there's, there's a, because he helps within our weaknesses. So the thing is that when you walk into certain places you're not supposed to be, it doesn't matter if it's a chill place, whatever it is. The thing is that the voice is going to speak loud. And if you have those senses triggered, the thing is that when you hear the voice, you know to run. You know to listen and go back. Hey, guys. Uh, nice party, guys. It's all right. Cool. <laughs> Engaging the Holy Spirit is a practical way of building ourselves up. Number two, a way we can build ourselves up is by godly community and friendships. We hear this all the time. Godly community and friendships. Everybody say that. Cool. First Thessalonians 5.11, you can just write the scripture down. I want you guys to actually reference this when you guys go home. It says, therefore, comfort each other and edify one another just, also, just as you alone are also are doing. Therefore, comfort each other and edify one another just as you also are doing. You see, I remember I preached a message, I don't remember what it was, but I talked about the fact that we need to really have intentional gatherings as believers um, because the reality is that community is meant for building up. You see, so when I walk into a room or a house with certain believers and I may lack something, they may have the answers to something I lack. So when we are with a group of community, a, a community, the reality is that we are now in a position where we can build each other up. You see, the more I start to think about it, I start to realize that we have to, to, to understand that community is not going to be easy. Why do you think there's, there's so much attack on godly community? There's a lot of attack on godly community, on godly friendships. You know why? Because there's, that's an alternative. <laughs> you see... The, there's either hot or cold, right, in the kingdom. So you have to realize when it comes to community, it's going to be even harder to create the option. So what happens is that when we, when we don't put too much effort into community and, and creating a space where we can build each other up, what happens is that the alternative actually becomes the primary thing. That is why we, that's why we, we look on a Saturday night and we're confused because everything that's going on on a Saturday night is more secular and there's nothing going on in the church on a Saturday night. There's no one hosting a fitness and faith type thing. There's no one hosting a, a Bible brunch. There's no one hosting a men's book club to read about something of men, of men's spiritual warfare. There's nothing happening. So there's no alternative. Guys, we got to work harder for a godly community. There's an attack on it. There's an attack on godly community because in the midst of community, there's a building up. So if you take out the community, you'll start to realize that it's hard for you to actually to get things done. But here's the thing. There's some peers that you have in the faith that will tell you something because here's the thing. If they are linked to the Holy Spirit, right, when they're speaking to you, the Holy Spirit may speak through them to speak to you. Number three, how do we build ourselves up? Through the word of God. Through the word of God. We hear this, of course, over and over. Romans 15.4 says, Everything written in the scriptures was written to teach us in order that we might have hope through patience and encouragement with the scriptures which the scriptures give us. 
You see, the word of God, the Bible, because that is the word of God, it is, it's controversial, it convicts, it restores, it heals. The word of God is sharp like a sword for a reason. You can't change it. You can't take God out of context. You can't switch what happens in the word because it's already written. And here's the thing. We serve a God who keeps his promises yesterday, today, and forevermore. He's the same. So here's the thing. Our word, being in our word allows us to have the language of God. It allows us to have the language of God, people. So when we have and inhabit the language of God, it changes so many things because we're going to hear a lot of things. We're going to see a lot of things on social media. There's going to be so many things that contradict the word because we are in the world but not of the world. Let's be real. So the reality is that if we can hold steadfast to the word, everything that comes our way, it can slice it in half. Nope, that's not it. This is the word. That's it. The problem with our generation is that we are not in the word enough. We hear this over and over, but we do nothing about it. We're not in the word enough, so when the enemy comes, you, don't, you ain't got nothing to say. You're scared. You're scared. God's word is like a sword. I love what Hebrews 4.12 says. It says, for the word of God is living and powerful. Living and powerful means it's not dead. So it lives even now. So when you speak something from the word, it is still living. It still has legs to walk. It's living and powerful. And when sharper than any two-edged sword, sharper than any physical, spiritual, mental battle, physical battle, sharper than any two-edged sword. Piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrows and is the discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. You see, the word discerns the heart. If you get in your word, that is how you can build yourself up. Amen? So three ways. This is not all the ways. There's more in the scriptures, of course. But the ways I want to highlight is, like I said, engaging the Holy Spirit, godly community and friendships, and number three, through the word of God. So as I was preparing this message, you know, I, I first said that, of course, I got to break down how to build up yourself. But as I started to look over and over, back and forth, I just kept on looking at the word built to last, or the phrase built to last, built to last, built to last. And, and I went to research it because I'm a research guy, right? Cool. It says to continue to function well or to be in good condition for a considerable or specified length of time. Continue to function well or to be in good condition for a considerable or specified length of time. You see, when I was looking at this phrase, you see, I was, I was focused on the to last part. To last. To last. You see... Being built and building ourselves up is one thing, but to last is a different thing. To last is very different because here's the thing. That means when you're building yourself up, it's not for a short-term goal. It's for a long-term goal. Built to last. <laughs> you see, and, and, and of course, we are in this series, Fireproof, and the more I start to think about it, I start to realize that, you see, 
And this is why I said we may not want to talk about this because a lot of people don't want to talk about these type of things. But the reality is that how do you know something can last? It's tested. How do you know something can last? It's tested. That is why some shirts are $5 and some shirts are $30. Of course, there's people who overprice ridiculous stuff. Let's be real. <laughs> but there's sometimes you'll feel the $5 shirt and the $35 shirt, and you realize that the dye is a bit different. I'm a merch guy, so I kind of know this stuff. You know, the shirt feels a little bit more thick. You know, that's when you start seeing 14-ounce shirts and 8-ounce shirts, and some of y'all are like, what is he talking about? <laughs> you want to start a clothing brand, y'all know who to hit up. <laughs> And you start seeing so many different things. The dye is different. You see, uh, that's why um, Fashion Nova and Zara are different. Right? Sheen. <laughs> all, of y'all, all, all of y'all on Sheen, when Sheen decides to start upping up their quality, y'all going to be like, why y'all raising the prices? Why y'all raising the prices? <laughs> you see... The thing is that we are so invested in buying things that are built to last. The, 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 the jean brand Levi's prides itself on being able to last for 10, 15 years as a denim jean. And so they price themselves at that point. Oh, that's something right there. You see, when you know you're built to last, last you're priced differently. Your value is different. <laughs> There's levels to it. <laughs> but the thing is that you cannot determine how long something can last until it's tested. And this is why you have to go through the fire. I love what Emeka was speaking about because he said, whether we like it or not, we're all going to have to go through the fire. Unbeliever or believer, we have to go through the fire. You see, I love what 1 Peter 1, 6-9 says, and I want us to open our scriptures to that. 1 Peter 1, 6-9, 1 Peter 1, 6-9. And it says, in this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while, if need be, you have been grieved by various trials, verse 7, at the gen- that the genuineness of your faith, being much more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to praise, honor, and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ. I want to just read that real quick from Good News Translation for clarity. It says in Good News Translation, be glad about this, even though it may now be necessary for you to be sad for a while because of the many kinds of trials you suffer. Their purpose is to prove that your faith is genuine, even gold which can be destroyed is tested by fire and so your faith which is much more precious than gold must also be tested so that it may endure then you will receive praise and glory and honor on the day when Jesus Christ has been revealed so the reality and I'm sorry to break the news to some of you guys I know God is loving and he's amazing and he's beautiful and he does so much things for us and oh if you can just hug us wrap us in your arms God but the reality is that when you when you decide to give your life to Christ you just enlisted for warfare you enlisted to be put in the fire thrown in the fire You see, you don't realize that the moment you decide to give your life to Christ, you are now saying to the devil, try me, test my faith to God. Try my loyalty to God. Try me, devil. Try me, devil. 
There's a target on your back the day you give your life to Christ. That's why the first two months are so nice and cool. But for some reason, after that second month, things just start going crazy. <laughs> Lust being thrown this way. <laughs> Anxiety thrown this way. Depression thrown this way. Can I get a break? God, I thought y'all was your child. Like, God, come on. Like, come on. I thought you dressed me with lilies and, you know, come on, God. And I, and, I, and I wanted to tell you guys this because I feel like we need to realize that we are soldiers for Christ. We are soldiers for Christ. We're fighting to protect our salvation, our faith. And I, and, and, and I think sometimes because we are in the great country of America where we're not seeing people's heads being blown off next to us and people having their heads chopped off, let's be real, it's still happening in this world for the same faith that we believe in. We think that it's all sweet because we don't see that type of persecution around us. But newsflash, the persecution is going to come some way. It may hit you at home in the private at 11 o'clock. It may hit you when someone says something and it's all in your mind and you're starting to doubt yourself and compare yourself. It's going to hit you a very different way because the devil wants to know, are you really loyal to God? I love what Ephesians 6, 10 to 12 says, and a lot of us know this. It says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his mind. Put on the full armor of God that you may be able to stand against the willies of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rules of darkness of his age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Do you really think you can get away with this? You really think that you guys can just live a nice, chill life, guys? I'm sorry. You see, the devil, was, the devil was chill with you calling yourself a Christian, but the moment you stepped into this church, he now puts you on alarm. He was cool at keeping you content as an online churchgoer, bedside Baptist. But the moment you decide to get into your car, he's like, hey, 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 what's happening here? Someone's growing some wings. You see, the devil was cool with you coming on Sunday, but now you want to go to the gathering. Wait, calm down. He was cool with you going to the gathering, but now you want to go to deeper night. Why do you want to go deep? What? Deeper night? Come on. You don't need about <laughs> deeper night? He was cool with you going to deeper night, but now you're at the gap orientation and you want to serve. And he's like, wait, come on. No, no, no. You, you can't serve now. Is it just because everything is cool and everybody's going to the church that you want to serve? Oh, let's try you now. <laughs> the fire is coming to you, whether you like it or not. Some of us are in the fire right now. <laughs> Some of us are in the fire right now. <laughs> we battle against things that we cannot see. We are in spiritual warfare, whether we like it or not, whether we can speak tongues or not. <laughs> There's a target on your back. And one of the reasons why I'm here today is I'm here to challenge and encourage some of you all because a lot of us are in some situations right now. We're in some deserts. We're in the fire. We're in a season of depression, anxiety. We're in a season where things don't look like how they used to look. And the thing is that a lot of us are down on our knees. We're injured and we're ready to give up. We're questioning God. But what if I told you that you're just in the fire? You see, when we're in worship and I was saying your story is for his glory, you see there's an ending aspect, and I'll get back to that later, a temporary ending aspect, let's be real, to your situation. But the reality is that we're going to have to go through the fire because there's some things that are on you that need to be melted off. 
there are some things that have to be melted off of you. That pride you have, <laughs> that pride you have, it can't go into that CEO office. <laughs> that selfishness you have, <laughs> it can't go into a motherly position. <laughs> that independence you have, you think that's going to go into a marriage? That attitude you have, you think that's going to be cool and all when you meet a boss and he's, 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 he's trying to see how you are for a promotion. You think that's going to work there? <laughs> Don't forget, your skill can get you into the door, but the character keeps you there. Don't forget that. So here's the thing. In the fire is where you are going to get refined. I don't know because sometimes when we hear the, 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 the theme as fireproof, we're just like, oh, fireproof. But the reality is, ooh, that's weird. The reality is that fireproof is the understanding that regardless whether you like it or not, you have to go through the fire. Fireproofing does not mean that you're not going to go through fire, whether you like it or not. Fireproofing, regardless, is going to have to be tested by fire to know if it's fireproof or not. I was doing something at home, and I realized that, you know, I was working with fire. You know those lighters that you light just stuff with, like those type of lighters, and I was doing something at home, and uh, someone was telling me that, like, don't use that lighter, Dara, because it's not hot enough. Use a blue flame. I don't know what a blue flame is, by the way. Um, they're like, just go to your stove, and you'll see a blue flame there. And that starts to speak to me automatically because I start to realize that what is already in us is hotter than the fire we're going to have to even go through. You see, in the first scripture that we read, the scripture was saying that everything we need to go through this life is already within us. So the thing is that whether you are going through the fire, whether you're in the desert, whether you're in the good season, the truth is that you've already been built to go through it. You've already been built to go through it. <laughs> Some of us need to realize that part of going through the fire is standing up. <laughs> I don't know who needs to say that. Stand up, guys. Get up. Get up. Because here's the thing. If you stay on the ground too long, that is a submission for the enemy. If you stay on the ground too much, it's going to take you out of your purpose. If you stay on the ground too much, it's going to keep you out of church. Some of us need to get up. Take the first step. It says the righteous man falls seven times but still gets up. Part of going through the fire is getting up. You need to get up. And how do you get to the fire? Because I'm sure that's going to come to our mind. How do we actually get to this fire? There's only two points I have. The first one, our testimony. I love Kennedy mentioned it in worship. Our testimony is one of the ways we can get through the fire. Our testimony. Revelations 12:11 says, And they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony, and they did not love their lives to their death. They overcame him by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. You see, the blood of the lamb, we did not work for that. It's already been given to us. But our testimony, we have to hold on to it. I'm here to tell some of you guys, I, want to, I know you want to get rid of your past and forget it. No, 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 you can't forget that past because it's part of the testimony. You got to carry it because in the midst of your trials, in the midst of your situations, here's the thing. When you look at the devil and say, I know a God who brought me from this place and I'm here now and I'm still standing. So I believe he's going to get me through this situation. That's how you overcome the devil. It's by your testimony. 
we cannot separate ourselves from our past because part of our past is part of the testimony. Ameka said that perfectly in his message. He said that the realization is that we cannot separate ourselves from the sin that we're dealing with and who we are now because it's still a part of us. It's entwined within us. And that's why I want to also break the news for y'all. Sorry, guys. The truth is that once you've conquered the sin, it's not gone. It's not gone. Once you conquer that lust, it's not gone, guys. It's a battle every single day. Once you conquer the anxiety, it's not going to disappear. It doesn't just work like that. I'm sorry to let you all know that, but that is the constant testing you're going to have to go through. Over and over, you're going to be trialed every single day. When you walk through the hallways, when you're at work and someone's wearing something that's a little, like, whoa. You're going to be tested on it every single day. Because the devil is going to keep poking until you quit. And the reality is that you cannot quit. You can't quit. He's going to poke at your weaknesses. He's going to poke at your fears because he wants to see, can you quit? Are you really just with this God for, for all the, 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 the nice Insta posts? He went to God with Job and he said, he said the enemy said to God, that, can I, can, it seems like for some reason this man is just all cool and everything and he's serving you maybe only because you've been blessing him. Can I mess with him? And that's how the enemy sees some of us sometimes is that, we're lifting our hands, we're going to the Gap Church, we're serving, we're doing all these things, we're, we're loyal, we're saying, we thank God, I thank God, you know, God is awesome. But the reality is that the enemy is looking at you and saying that, oh, that's all cool because, is it because you're blessed now that you're saying all these things? Let's rattle up the tables a little bit. You're going to be tested whether you like it or not. You are going to be tested whether you like it or not. The second thing, how do we get through this fire? And some of us won't like to hear this. <laughs> you have to be willing to die. You have to be willing to die. You have to be willing to die. You see, when you enlist in the army, you have to realize that your life can be lost. And when I say that, some people are scared. They're like, oh, Lord, that's not good. No, no, no. Die to yourself. Die to yourself. You have to be able to die to yourself. Take the pride away, guys. Because when you're going through situations, if you have this mentality that, oh, how can I be going through this? I'm God's own. I'm God's son. I'm God's daughter. No, 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 no. This is a part of the journey. This is a part of the race. Die to self. And I want to end with this scripture. 1 Corinthians 9, 25 to 27, it says it's the amplified version. 1 Corinthians 9, 25 to 27, Paul is saying this. He says, now every athlete who goes into training and competes in games is disciplined and exercises self-control in all things. They do it to win a crown that withers, but we do it to receive an imperishable crown that cannot wither. Can we say amen to that? Therefore, I do not run without a definite goal. I do not flail around like one beating the air like a shadow boxer, but like a boxer, I strictly discipline my body and make it my slave so that after I have preached the gospel to others, myself will not somehow be disqualified as unfit for service. So when I was saying the definition of what does it mean to be built to last, it says so that something can have value towards a certain time, we have to build ourselves for the eternity. 
We have to build ourselves for the race. We don't know when our time is going to end, but let's build ourselves to last. The situation you're going through, it's for the better. There's a refinery aspect that comes out of it. What you did look like yesterday after it, <laughs> that's a revelation. You see, that is why there's people that say, I don't look like what I've been through. That's why people say, I don't look like what I've been through. You see, there was three Hebrew boys that were in the fire, and the, the man was looking outside the furnace, and he saw a fourth man. You see, God is with you in the fire. Wow. <laughs> God is with us in the fire. <laughs> God is with us in the fire. He's in us through the fire. He's in us, and he's with us, and he's through us, through through the fire, in us and with us, through the fire. You have to realize that a lot of your testimonies is going to be that you smell like the fire, but you're not burned. You smell like the heat, but you're not burned. <laughs> you smell like, like you've been through some things, but here's the thing. You look polished. You look different. You look refined. You look chiseled. Some of us need to go into a chiseling season. But are you ready for the fire? <laughs> it's too late. You're already a Christian, right? <laughs> it's coming whether you like it or not. And I want us to stand up at this time. In this series, Fireproof, as believers, we just have to continue to understand that we are built for the fire. The situation you're going to go through, it's to be tested. Don't lose yourself in the fire, guys. Don't lose who you are in the fire. <laughs> like Jesus said in the parable, he said that the seed was upon, <laughs> let me read it for you guys because I feel like that scripture will really bring this home. There we go. Matthew 13, verse 20, it says, The seeds that fell on rocky ground stand for those who receive the message gladly as soon as they hear, but it does not sink deep into them, and they don't last long. It says, So when trouble or persecution comes because of the message, they give up at once. They give up at once when trouble and persecution comes. <laughs> it says in 22, the seeds that fell among the, the thorn bushes stand for those who hear the message, but the worries about this life and the love of for riches choke the message and they don't bear fruits. Doesn't that sound like a lot of us, the season we're going through, it feels like the situation is choking us. It feels like we can't breathe. It feels like the things that we need are really happening. Think of yourself as a seed that's been planted into this kingdom. You're going to have to fight to be deeply rooted, guys. Every day is going to be a fight. Let us bow our heads right now. At this moment right now, I want to extend an opportunity. I know it sounds kind of scary, guys. I know I just talked about the fire, but within the fire, once you get out of it, there's some beauty. You look beautiful. You look stunning once you get out of the fire. And so I want to give this opportunity for anyone who's in person or watching online to come in relationship with Christ, to rededicate your life to Christ. It's for both of these people. If you want to rededicate your life to Christ or 
give your life to Christ. If you're online, I want you to just type saved in the chat. But if you're in person right now, I just want you to slightly raise up your hand. And the reason I want you to do this is that we're signifying, because here's the thing, this is just the first step. The first step of saying that I'm not just doing this for clout. I'm not just doing this so I can post something. I'm doing this because I'm willing to stand for my faith. So if that is you, I want you to raise your hand up just slightly. If you want to rededicate your life to Christ, you want to give your life to Christ in this room. No shame. Let us all be confident that when Jesus comes back, we're going with him. If your confidence is that there, guys, that's not, that's something that we have to think about. This is your moment, rededicating your life to Christ or giving your life to Christ right now. The enemy is going to even test you now, putting shame and thoughts into your minds, saying that, oh, just wait for somebody to put their hands up and you can put your hands up. No, no, no. This is your moment. Maybe this service was just for you alone. At this moment, I all want us to say this right now. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Help me to know you better. Forgive me of my old ways and help me to change into the person you want me to be. I love you, Lord, and I proclaim that you are my God in Jesus' name. Amen. Can everybody say amen right now? Thank you for tuning in to the Gap Church Podcast. We hope this message blessed you. If you made that choice to give your life to Christ, congratulations, we celebrate you. Don't forget to text SAVED to 817-382-2244. Again, text SAVED to 817-382-2244. Thank you so much and have a blessed week.